Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the show. Today, we've got another live coaching episode to share with all of you. We heard you loud and clear after that first live coaching episode that we did that this was something that you wanted to hear more of on the show. So ask and ye shall receive. We've got another amazing hot seat coaching session that I'm going to be sharing with you today. I'm going to kind of give you a little context for the session here in uh, just a couple of minutes before we get started. But look, I hope everybody's having an incredible week. It is a Monday morning when I am recording this. Shannon and I are fresh off of the plane last night, getting back from London. So I apologize if my voice sounds a little raspy and I'm dragging a little bit from the jet lag. But short trip we had. It was actually our first time in London. This was our baby moon number two before the little guy comes in February. We figure this will probably be a chance to really take a trip. And we also realize it's a little more difficult to hand off a toddler and a newborn to people to watch him when you want to, when you want to travel. So, uh, so we wanted to get this in, but we've never been to London. We had an incredible time. We did our first proper London tea, which was no joke. I had no idea all the food and everything that went into that, but we were feeling very fancy doing our London tea, which was cool. But we had a great time, but we're also happy to be back. And I know any of the moms and dads out there can relate. This was our first trip that we have taken where we know that Grayson is like aware that we're leaving, right? Like a couple of days before we were saying, hey, mommy and daddy are gonna be going on a trip. And and we could kind of tell like he kind of knew what was happening as it was getting closer to And it made it a lot more difficult leaving. But you know how it is. You get on the plane and you're like, okay, we're excited we're there. But we definitely were missing him. And it was so good to get back to him yesterday. He was so excited to see us. And we were just loving him up all day yesterday. And uh, and he's back to his normal terrible twos today. So it's all good. We're already back in the normal swing of things. But anyway... Let me talk to you a little bit about the episode today. I'm really, really excited to share this with you. So I'm going to be sharing a a hot seat coaching session that we did with Jane. Jane is actually one of our brand new members of our Legacy Leadership Academy program. Just signed up here in the last couple of weeks, but I had an opportunity to coach Jane And I think that this one is going to really resonate with a lot of you. So the title of this episode is Being Busy, Making You Feel More Worthy. Here's what you're going to learn about Jane. So, And we'll go into this in the discussion. But Jane's been involved in the profession, I think, going three to four years now, right? She's not a newbie. She's been in this game for a while, but she's still really struggling to create that success for herself, right? She's feeling stuck. 
And by her own admission, she shares with me that she knows that she has the potential to be a great leader, but it hasn't yet translated in terms of her results, right? So she's got a team of about six people, which, which is good. But, you know, when you look at being in the profession for three years, you obviously would have hoped you would have been further ahead by now. And I bet you there's a lot of you that can reson- that resonates with, right? You wished you would have been further ahead than you are right now. Now, when we dig deep and we start peeling back the layers, we start discovering what some of Jane's real issues are. And it's interesting how a lot of times the things that we think we know or that we think are our issues are really not. We're kind of blind to what the real issues are. And I think this is where coaching can become such an invaluable tool for you is it helps you kind of see, get outside of your own story and your own kind of ideas about what's going on in your business and have that additional perspective to help you get clear on what the real issues are. But here's what Jane's issues are, is that she's busy all the time, but she's not producing any results. And what she finds herself, the big trap that she falls into is that she'll set up these times to work her business, right? Like business hours. And she usually goes to a coffee shop. She'll have like an hour or two set up to work her business. She'll be all ready. She'll go to the coffee shop and she'll find herself completely stuck, not being able to take action. And she'll spend the entire time just getting ready to get ready, I like to say, watching videos or training or you know doing things like personal development, like by her own admission, she's like all about personal development, but she's making the fatal mistake that a lot of people make is she's falling into passive action. Passive action is a very dangerous trap, and it's based on us consuming and, and doing things that we could very easily trick ourselves into think that we're working our business. Because listen, when you're doing personal development, you know that's a good thing. You got to grow yourself. But if you're doing your personal development and you're doing things that are not like the income producing activities at the expense of you actually working your business, that is a big problem. And this is where Jane, her main issue is, is she's being, she's busy all the time, but she's not producing. And she knows what to do right? But she's just not doing it. And how many of us have fallen into that trap? Like we know what to do, but we're just not doing it. And she mentions to me, this, there's a key part of this hot seat that I really want you to pay close attention to. She, mention, she mentions to me about how she's not afraid of the no, which is what she says, but she's still not taking the action. And I challenge her on this because when you think about it, that's never true. Like if you really weren't afraid of the no, then you would be taking action. But what we find when we peel it a layer, but we peel that layer back and we go a little deeper for her. It's not that she's afraid of the no. It's she's afraid of what the no means to her. And what we find is that Jane has struggled, what we all struggle with, she has issues of worthiness and feeling as though she's deserving of success. And she says all the right things and she talks a really good game I, like, I can tell she's been developing herself because she knows the language, she knows the lingo, she can diagnose herself. But when we push back and say, but Jane, you really don't because if you really understood this, you'd be showing up and doing the work. And she just gets stuck in her head like we all do. And Jane, you'll hear in her interview, she's a great person. You can tell she has a huge heart. And I don't doubt that she will be an amazing leader. But what I point out to Jane is that you're only gonna be a leader when you start showing up and doing the things that leadership requires of us. And what we find is that what Jane is doing, what a lot of us do, 
is she's deriving a sense of her own self-worth from being busy. See, being busy all the time at the end of the week, even though she's not really producing or advancing her business, she's pulling a sense of worthiness out of being busy. But we have to really understand that that that's not ever going to advance us in our business and and get us to where we want to go. So this coaching session, you're going to hear me, you know, and it takes, you know, quite frankly, as it often does, it takes a little while for us to get to the root cause of what her real issue is and helping her start to see that the words that she's saying are not translating into the action. So what that tells me is that there are thoughts that are happening in her head when she's in the moment of getting ready to do the work that she's not aware of that are holding her back. So, so if you're somebody that finds yourself busy a lot, and but you're not producing, and you know it, you're not doing the things you know you need to do, uh, and you're feeling stuck, this can be a really, really important episode for you. So without further ado, let me turn it over to Jane and our hot seat coaching session, and I'll check back in with you before we wrap everything up. So Jane, let's start off with you, and thank you for being here today. Excited to get a chance to chat with you. So let's start off by having you share with everyone, what specific area are you looking for some help and some coaching on today? What do you feel as though is one of your biggest challenges in your business right now? I feel like I'm definitely stuck because I know I have the potential to be a leader. I've been in the industry for three and a half years with another company. And I was really lost at that other company, but I'm so passionate about the industry and what it can do for people's lives. And I know deep down that I can be a leader. And part of me thinks I'm just not taking it seriously because I've never been taken seriously in my life. I'm the middle child. I was always like the fun girl that, you know, my sister was a high achiever. So I always feel like I'm not taken seriously. So then I try to focus and I do all these things and I take all these courses and I learn, learn, learn. And I try to get better all the time. And then I say to my husband, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and I'm going to put three hours in and I'm going to contact five people. I'm going to prospect five people today. And of course, my husband thinks that's easy. Oh, okay. You should be back in half an hour. I'll come back three hours later and I didn't even prospect anyone. I'll do other stuff. I'll do the fun stuff like, oh, I got to post on Facebook or I got to do this. And then I think, how can I teach my team if I'm all over the place? So I just feel like something's stopping me from actually taking the action I know I need to take so that I can teach it to mm. my team. I want them to have success. And yeah. I feel kind of all over the place. And I'm like, oh, I just need to focus and do the work and know that I can do this. Do you get that? Yeah, Yeah, totally. And I'm taking notes as you're talking. So if you see me look down, I'm just, I want to make sure I capture some of the things that you say. Look, I totally get it. I mean, I've been there before. The people that are on now, if I ask them, hey, who can relate to that? I can bet you a lot of people can. I see people right now saying that they can. So I get it. So if I'm hearing you correctly, your challenge is that you are struggling with taking the necessary action that is going to help you create the results that you want. So you're falling into the trap of being busy, but you're doing things that ultimately are not like what we call the income producing activities, right? Right. So you're spending long sessions of time doing other things and you're just not getting to where you want to go. Right. I put hours into this and I would say most of it is a lot of personal growth and courses and I know what I need to do. This is the thing. 
like I did all of Eric Worre's training. When I first got into the industry, I've always pushed myself. I know what I need to do and I'm not afraid of no's. So I don't know why I can't. If I just have to prospect someone, I actually realized that I wasn't taking this like a business. So I wasn't even keeping track of who I was prospecting. And when I started to look at my week, I'd follow up with people that had reached out to me, but I actually wasn't even prospecting, maybe one person a week. So there's a fear that's like, I don't want people to think that I'm selling to them. And I have always been that person that's, oh, Jane's so fun and Jane's so nice. And so then I reach out to someone from a year ago, haven't talked to you, and I'm so afraid of them thinking, oh, she's just reaching out to me because of business. So then I think it and overthink it. And then I end up trying to find someone else to reach out to. So then I- Okay. Okay. All right, cool. It's crazy. It's crazy making. Yeah. We've got some good stuff to dig into here. Okay. (laughs) So how big is your team now? I have six social marketers. Okay. One in New Zealand. And I, six I people really, on your team. Yeah. And I okay. have, I'm not sure how you, customers, but All six right. social marketers. Okay, cool. So let's start with going over the framework that I want to use to coach you today. And I know you're a new member of my coaching program. So you have been introduced to this, but I want it for the benefit of anybody else that isn't. I want to just talk them through this really quick. So yeah. I'm going to be using a framework that I've created that I call the formula we refer to it as. It's the formula for transformation. And what it is, is it it teaches people how to recognize and overcome negative thoughts and limiting beliefs that they have in their business that may be keeping them, whether they realize it or not, from seeing the results that they want. And what it's based on is this simple idea that it is our thoughts that actually determine our results in our life. And what the formula teaches us is this. We have a thought, either positive or negative. That thought creates a feeling. The way that we feel determines whether or not we take an action. And over time, our action or our inaction creates our results, right? So thoughts, feelings, action or inaction equals your results. Here's what I can promise you. Negative thought creates negative results every single time. And what I think is happening here with you is you have all these negative thoughts swirling around in your head. You gave me a whole bunch of them here in your introduction, right? You've never been taken seriously in your life. You know, you're always getting ready to get ready. You're afraid of, you know, people, what they're going to think of you for reaching out. And you have this fear of selling. You have all these negative thoughts that are swirling around in your head that are creating negative feelings. So let me ask you this. When you're going to the coffee shop, you've got this three-hour block of time. You want to get to work. You've got a list of people that you want to reach out to. You sit down, you order your coffee, you sit down, you get on the computer, and you're ready to message that first person. And you immediately think, well, shoot, I haven't reached out to them in years. They're going to think I'm selling that. How does that make you feel in that moment? It makes me feel really uncomfortable because like, I really care. I truly, truly care about people and I don't want to come across them just selling to them. And then the yeah. honesty so is- uncomfortable. Would I have reached out to them if I wasn't in this business? Maybe not. Yeah. So yeah. I am reaching out for that. And so it makes me feel- Yeah, uncomfortable. So I want you to notice what you just did, which is what most people do. You've created a very intricate story around why you're not doing what you're not doing. So what what happens is we create these really intricate stories justifying why we don't do the things we know we need to do. 
And we're really good at making up stories that convince ourselves as to why we shouldn't do the things we don't want to do because of our fear. And what happens is over time, these thoughts and these stories and these beliefs that form become so ingrained in who we are, we think they actually are who we are. Like We think they're a part of our identity, but what we fail to realize is they're not. And here's the life-changing realization that I, I would hope to give to anybody that's watching this and I want to give to you right now, Jane. It's really important to understand that you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You get to choose your thoughts. And the problem that most people have is that we unconsciously choose to believe the negative thoughts that come into our head and we attach ourselves to them. You know, a good example would be something that we see a lot is this, a lot of people, and we'll start peeling the layers back for you, but a lot of people have this underlying belief that holds them back in their business that they're not good enough or they're not worthy of success. I had it for years in my business. It's really important to understand what a belief is. All a belief is, is it is a thought that you have over and over and over again that at some point becomes so ingrained in who you are, it forms into a belief. And we, have, we make the mistake thinking that our beliefs are reality when they're not. They're just our thoughts. And when we dissect what a thought is, all a thought is, it is our interpretation of reality. It's not reality. See, thoughts, they can be completely neutral. There's nothing wrong with having a negative thought. So, for example, you're faced with the reality of your circumstances, which is you want to reach out to somebody that, let's say, you haven't talked to in a year. Now, there's different ways that you can interpret that situation. You're choosing to interpret it in a negative way, focusing on the negative story, making up things that cause you to not do the work. In our community, we call these red light stories, right? A red light story is when you make up a story that keeps you from taking action, right? It's like a red light. Now, here's what's interesting. This story that you're making up is not based in anything factual. Do you know for a fact if you reach out to that person that they're going to be angry at you or upset? Are you basing that in anything factual? No. And the crazy thing is, is when I actually do, everyone's so nice. Only once do they get a really bad reaction. But most most people don't. But, you know, it's those one or two that really sting, right? Those are the ones that stick with you. But what you're doing unconsciously is you're not managing your thoughts. So you're sitting down into one of these work sessions and you're letting your mind just go wild. And I can promise you one thing. If if you do not intentionally manage your thoughts, they will tend to be more negative because we condition ourselves that way. It's just like a garden, right? A garden left untended, weeds will grow. Your mind left untended, negative thoughts will grow and flourish. So here's the thing I want you to understand is that you have to come to a point where you take control of this, that you recognize all of this stuff that's in your head. It's nothing more than just thoughts and stories that you're making up. And the question you have to ask yourself, and and I want to ask you this now, and I want you to answer this. Are these negative thoughts and having you feel confused or whatever it is that you're feeling and that is resulting in keeping you from taking action, is that serving you in the bigger purpose of reaching your goals for yourself and your business? No. Obvious answer is no. So then what you have to understand is you have responsibility to start choosing different thoughts. 
And here's where a lot of people fall into the trap, Jane, and I'm not sensing this from you, but a lot of people will fall into the blame trap and the victim mindset where we think, and here's one of the things that people get tripped up with, they feel as though that their external circumstances are actually the things that create their results, right? I'll give you a good example is like the unsupportive spouse. I'm not successful because my spouse doesn't support me in my business, right? Well, what's interesting is that same person that says they're not successful because of an unsupportive spouse, when I introduce them to a hundred other people that had the same unsupportive spouse, yet they somehow managed to have success, won't have anything to say. Because when we're playing the victim and we're blaming and we're looking outside of ourselves for the solution to our problem, we're giving our power away. The power in life comes from you taking responsibility and saying, you know what? I'm going to stop fighting reality. So in the unsupportive spouse example, your spouse didn't support you. That's the reality. We're not disputing that. But what we're looking at is your thoughts and your reactions to that. Your thought in the unsupportive spouse situation is my spouse should have supported me. And that's the reason why I'm angry. And that's the reason why I'm ticked off. See, the power that you take back into your life is understanding the thought, feeling connection and stopping this pattern of just reacting to life. Because when you unconsciously react to life and you're stuck in that negative thought-feeling pattern, you're never going to change things for the better. So we've got to get you to begin to separate and step out of this and see it for what it is. This is really interesting to me, the thought thing, because I've been on this huge journey of personal growth. And I would say within the last six months, but even more the last three months, I am so aware of my thoughts. Like, I'm aware that I'm aware of my thoughts. Like I get that now and it's completely changing my life, my relationships, everything. And I understand that our limiting beliefs from when we're young and our brain having, our subconscious brain having programs of you're not good enough, you're middle child. And I actually feel like I have healed my brain from my young years. So the thing that's interesting about what you're saying, because I'm so aware of, of my thoughts and I actually didn't realize that when I go to the coffee shop to work, I'm having these negative thoughts. Like yeah. I've been dealing with it on a more personal level, but I didn't see that happening. I don't think I'm aware then. I'm just trying to be busy and my brain must go. Yeah. I want to come back to, there's always an underlying belief that is kind of driving the thoughts. So like the thought that we discussed is really only surface level. We'll dig into the belief. But let's talk about busy because you've mentioned busy a lot of times, how you're very busy in your life. What do you think you get out of being busy? Okay, I have a very supportive husband, like over the top supportive. Go, 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 Jane. And so I'm like, okay, hey, go, I'm busy. And I've got stuff everywhere. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something for the business. But it's almost, I have so much going on, like I need to focus. Yeah. You know, at the end of the week, does busy give you a sense of accomplishment, even though you didn't really, no. you know, you didn't. What I do in the coffee shop, I could half an hour. Yeah, but you don't, is what I'm saying. No. But you remain in this pattern of being busy, but not productive. Yeah. So have you ever considered, and I want to help you here, have you ever considered that maybe being busy gives you a sense of worthiness? Yep. Right? Yeah, because in my family, my older sister was a super high achiever. And my family just, you know, they were always, oh, you make a great wife and mom. And, you know, you don't need to go to university. You don't need to do this. You're just super fun. You'll make a great wife and mom. And then my older sister was so high achieving. And, you know, they don't even believe in me and me doing this business. I think they're coming around, but they almost think it's, oh, Jane's having fun again. Company, have fun with that. 
And so I'm like, oh no, I'm getting, I'm, I'm learning and I'm going. And I just feel like, I guess I need to have faith in myself and take myself seriously because I know I can do it. Yeah. I just felt less than in my family. So I know they love me. It's not that. It's just that busy, I guess, makes me feel like, yeah. Yeah. Jane, before we go any further here, can I just acknowledge you for a second for being willing to be a little vulnerable here? This a big deal for you? Yeah, because we have a lot of, you know, things from our past that hold us back. Yeah. And I know this industry is making me a better person. And I know that I can change a lot of lives. And I want to get through my limiting beliefs because then I could change other people's lives. Yeah. And so I want to be able to step up and be like, no, life doesn't have to be so hard. And I get that from you. I don't know you, but in our just limited interaction that we've had here, I can tell you got a really big heart. You got a really big heart. You want to serve. That's very clear to me. What I'd like to point out to you is that maybe the thing that's driving you in your business is actually the thing that's creating the pain and suffering for you. And what I mean by that is, well, let me ask, what do you think you need to do or achieve in order for you to feel worthy of success or business? What's that definition for you? What do I need to achieve? Yeah. You know, you mentioned you grew up in a family that was very achievement driven. More my older sister. It was more about her. How do you think that that shows up for you in your business? Do you feel right now, do you feel worthy and deserving of the things that you want? I do now. I do now. I definitely do from being involved in this industry and personal growth and even my family, even yesterday at Thanksgiving, because I get around my sister and I feel less than. Yep. And even now from the personal growth, I'm like, I know that I am important in this world and I know I'm good. I don't slip into those old patterns anymore. But there was a time where she would say something and it would just throw me like that. You know, you think you're all good. And then there was a magazine article on her and she commented on me. Oh yeah, I have a younger sister who dabbles in whatever. I was like, dabble? I think it just about killed me. I was so devastated for a week over my sister calling me a dabbler. And I thought, I am not a dabbler and I am going to show you that I can do this. And so, yeah, there's a, ugh, there's a lot like, because I know I'm more, but Sometimes we're raised and people in our lives instill their own, what they think we are. And you're not. My parents, whatever they thought I was, or my sister thought I was, I'm not that. Yeah. So I'm in this healing process and I feel like I need to take myself seriously. And this is a business and I'm not dabbling. This isn't just a fun little hobby anymore. I need to take it seriously. I need to step up and I need to teach my team because I want them to succeed. I want to see these girls on my team have success. So I need to have a system. What do you think you need to do to do that, to show these people how to have success? I need to get organized and I need to have more of a plan so they actually know what they're doing because I think I'm making them as confused as I am. So you believe by organizing yourself and putting together a plan, that's what will help them become successful? I kind of guessing and, oh, maybe we should say this to this person. Oh, I'm learning too. And okay, all right, well, let's try this script. Well, that's not good. And then I confuse them. I'm going to give you a different way to look at it. Have you ever considered that your unwillingness to take action and lead by example may actually be holding some of them back? Yeah, it could be. I mean, they all love me because we're all friends and I love them. But It's not about loving them. I'm not questioning your love for them. I'm just questioning whether or not you are actually being the leader that you can be to them. No, I'm not. I'm trying. Well, you're not trying is what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess not. Listen. Yeah, I get it. I want you to understand anything I say, it comes from the most loving and compassionate place possible. Because I really want you to win, but I'm going to challenge you. 
Because what you're saying to me and what you're doing are two different things. You're saying you're running it like a business and you're not a dabbler, but you're dabbling and you're not running it like a business. You're saying you want to be a great leader, but you're not acting like a great leader. You might be a great friend. I don't doubt that your team loves you, but you're not leading them. Leading does not mean affirming people. Leading does not mean coddling people. Leading does not mean trying to carry people across the finish line. Leading means that you, leadership is a verb. It's not a noun. You don't become a leader and then you lead. You demonstrate leadership every single day. And that means you have to show up and that means you have to do the work. And your example is the thing that will inspire them and motivate them more than anything else. And I think, listen, you're doing what we all do at some point in our business. It's easier for us to focus on the organization and the systems, thinking that's the thing that's going to get us ready. And avoiding the hard truth of we, at some point, we have to face our fears and start taking action. And we got to start growing ourselves. And we have to start showing them that it's possible. And that's not the easy route, but that's the route that you have to take. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You have it in you. Look, Jane, here's the beautiful thing about this. You've been around this profession for a long time. You've been around some really great leaders that have given you some great training. I can tell because you're saying a lot of the right things. I get that. You've got everything inside of you you need to win in this profession. You don't have a knowledge problem. You have an execution problem. You, and I'm going to shoot you straight here, you're not good enough yet to deserve what you want. You're not good enough. That doesn't mean that you're not worthy because the thing that all of us need to hear is this, and you say you know it, but I don't know that you really do. You will never in your life be more worthy or deserving of the things that you want than you are right now in this moment. There is no rank advancement. There is no accomplishment. There is no bonus check in the world that will make you more worthy than you are right now. And the problem that a lot of us have is we are driven by scarcity and fear and limiting beliefs. And we fall into something that I call the achievement trap, which is this idea that if we can just achieve that rank, right? If if I can just get to that rank and just make that money, then I'll be worthy then I'll be happy. Then I'll feel enough. And what we eventually realize, there's no amount of money in the world that will ever make you feel good enough and it will ever make you feel happy and fulfilled. That starts now inside of you. And if you can start now, what I'm coaching you on, these are thoughts. If you can start thinking those thoughts, right? Repeating them, creating different feelings for you. It helps you show up in the world, but it's a conscious, intentional choice that you have to make. But getting back to my point, you are worthy. You have untapped God-given potential inside of you waiting to get out that you've been holding back because you're not playing the game. The only way that you grow and learn is through failure. The problem that a lot of people have, and let me know if you can relate to this. What do you think it means when somebody tells you no? You're afraid of reaching out and sharing your opportunity with people. Why do you think that is? What do you think it means when someone says no to you? I'm actually not afraid of the word no. I know that just means they need more information. Then what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of like, or uncomfortable, maybe not afraid, uncomfortable with people that I know think I'm reaching out to them with an intention on business. Okay. Why would that be a bad thing? Well, I have this one thing years ago, this girl called me and I hadn't talked to her in a year or longer. And I was so excited to hear from her. And she's like, hey, Sharon. You know, and I was like, oh, hi, how are you? And she's like, 
you know, good. Would you like to go for lunch sometime? I'm like, sure. I was so flattered. And then she says, yeah. So what are you insurance company you with? And my whole body just sunk. Like I'm like, oh, she just wants to sell insurance to me. She didn't really care. So I kind of had this little bit of a, like, it stuck with me. How did that make you feel about her? This oh. is really important that you make this connection right here. How did I feel about her? Yes. What I were the felt- thoughts you had about her that made you feel horrible? Well, I felt like she was being deceitful. Like, I mean, you really weren't reaching out to go to lunch with me. We never did go for lunch. She was reaching out to sell to me. She wasn't reaching out because she missed me or cared about me. She just wanted some insurance. And I don't ever want anyone to feel like that from me. And why did you feel that way about her? Because she wasn't direct with you? Yeah, she pretended like, okay, want to go for lunch. I'm like, oh, I was seriously excited. Here's one of the things I want you to consider. I want you to consider this idea of what I'm hearing from you is the fear that you have. You're not connecting it as a fear of failure or hearing no. Your fear is around what other people are going to think of you for sharing your business. Yeah. It's other people's opinion, which still come from a no. Yeah. And what I want you to recognize, well, ask yourself, is that something that's going to serve you in terms of you reaching your goals? No. And here's the interesting thing. This desire to try to control people's opinions about you and what you do is keeping you from reaching out to them. But the question you have to ask yourself is this. Could you even do that if you wanted to? Can you really control what somebody else thinks about you? No. I know that people are missing out on something amazing. It's a gift that I have that I could share with them and I've got a block. Yeah. You understand that, but you don't know it. You understand that on a rational level the things that you know you're taking action and you're doing in your life. So you don't know it yet because you're not doing it. You rationally understand that I've got something that can change their life, but you're getting stuck in the moment with the negative thoughts that keep creeping back in that are keeping you from taking the action. What you have to do is you have to start managing this process of thoughts. You have to ask yourself, next time you sit down for one of these sessions, here's what I want you to ask yourself. What are the feelings that I would need to feel in order to make this successful? Who would I need to be over the next hour? What are the emotions and feelings I would need to have in order to do this successfully? So what are some feelings that if you sat down and if you could feel that way, that you're like, you know what? I would be able to push past that fear and take action. What's one feeling that you could give me? If I sat down and I felt confident. Confident, Confident, that's a good one. So what would be a thought that you could think that would make you feel confident when it comes to prospecting? What's a thought to make me feel confident? Yeah. What if one of your thoughts was this, Gene? It's not my job to make people successful. It's just my job to share what I have with them to see if they're interested. And I have a responsibility to do at least that. They're going to have an opinion of me regardless. Their opinions of me are none of my business. I'm not going to let my fear of what someone might think of my business to keep me from potentially changing the life of someone else. Right. What if you said that to yourself every single time you were ready to send a reach out? It would make a huge difference. It would make a huge difference. You would feel differently. But you notice where we're starting with thought. I'll close this session out with this. One of the things that you mentioned was faith, right? Having faith in what you do. Faith and fear are interesting things to understand. All fear is, different way to look at it. All fear is, is you imagining a negative outcome for something you haven't even done. Yeah. And what you do every single day is you imagine every single possible way it can go wrong, which keeps you from doing it. Here's what you have to do. The goal is to stop feeding your fear 
and start building your faith. All faith is, is imagining a positive outcome. Faith is a skill that is cultivated in your mind with your thinking. And I talk to a lot of people about this and they say, I got faith, Bob, I'm faithful. And I say, well, let me challenge you here because I'm not talking about having faith. I'm talking about practicing faith. And the demonstration of faith is courageous action. If you are not taking action, you are not practicing faith. It starts in your head. So what I want you to stop doing is stop creating red light stories, imagining every possible negative outcome. Start practicing what you preach. And in the moment when it really matters, because you, you know, you're talking a great game here, but you're failing yourself in the moment. So I want you to start talking a great game to yourself when it really matters when you're on the field and the game's about to begin. Because you already have all the tools. You got everything inside of you. You got to just start doing it. And I just want to point out to you in conclusion here, Jane, I can tell you really struggle with this, right? I used to feel a physical pain of being stuck because I knew there was so much more out there. Like, can you relate to that? Does it challenge you like it used to challenge me? Oh, yeah. Huge challenges me. And I know what I can do. I'm trying to embrace the journey, but I feel like how can I tell you know other people that they can do this if I can't get there myself. And I know it's a block. What is that? What did you just share with me? That you can't tell other people if you can't get there yourself. What is that? What is the statement? I can't share this with other people if I haven't been there yet myself. What is that? I'll give you a hint. Two words. Starts with negative. Second word, thought. It's a negative thought. It is a negative thought. Is that reality? So what you're saying is, Without you realizing it, the assumption that you're making is that because you haven't had success, that means no one else you know can be successful. Do you believe that to be true? No. Of course not. But that's the thought that you think in the moment that holds you back from the results that you want. Right. We all do this. It's so unconscious. (laughs) We don't even recognize these things as thoughts. We just accept that. Well, that's the belief. I can't share my business. I haven't had success. Well, how do you think you have success? At some point, you have to share your business and you haven't had success. Look, your results have nothing to do with someone else's results, but it all comes back to just managing your mind. Now, here's the good news is that you're a part of our program. So you're going to learn how to do this in that program, right? We're going to give you that coaching and that support to do that. Look, you've got what it takes. The reason why it hurts so bad, stuck, I really want to end this with this because we need to get to Megan. Stuck is your soul's way of reminding you that you've stopped growing in your life. And the reason why you've stopped growing, and I want to get back to what I said. Jane, I said you're not good enough. It doesn't mean you're not worthy. But you want to know why you're not good enough is because you haven't failed enough. You haven't adopted a healthy attitude towards failure, looking at it as an opportunity for you to grow and become more. And the more you can fail in a positive way, the more you become, that's when you finally start seeing the results that you want. So what I want you to do, the next time you sit down for one of those sessions at the coffee shop, might be a good idea maybe to change up the scenery the next time (laughs) because you've probably become conditioned to fall into that old pattern. So instead of going to the coffee shop, I want you to go somewhere totally different that you've never been before. So mentally, it's a fresh, clean slate. And I want you to sit down and before that session begins, I want you to write out thoughts that you would need to think in order to create the feelings that you want. And I want those to be in your focus and you watch how much more productive that session becomes for you. Okay. And if you need to go back and listen to this to pull out some of the (laughs) advice that I gave you, then you can do that. 
I will go back and listen to it. I appreciate you so much, honestly, Bob. I am grateful for this moment right here. Yeah. I really am. I appreciate you and I'm excited for my next session. <laughs> I'll let you awesome. know. Listen, thank you thank for you. being so vulnerable and transparent. I know this is not an easy thing to do, but not I true. promise you that you want to make an impact. You want to serve. You did exactly that over the last 40 so and some minutes. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Really okay. appreciate it. Okay. So I hope you all got a ton of value out of that coaching session with Jane. Listen, I think a lot of the things we talk about in there, no matter where we are in our business, we all struggle with these things. So look, I want to publicly, and I'm sure she'll be listening to this episode, I want to thank Jane once again for her willingness to be vulnerable and transparent. I think that you know when we do these sessions, the people that are willing to really just put it all out on the table these are the sessions that really help and impact the greatest amount of people. So I want to really just give a special thanks to Jane for being willing to be so transparent and honest. And I have no doubt that this is going to help a lot of you. So as always, if you got some value out of this episode, please let me know. Leave me a, a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. You know, we are getting close. You know, I think we're up to like 700 reviews or ratings and reviews already. So. Love to see if we could get that up to a 1,000. So if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, special favor to me, just take some time. It's not like a vanity thing. It's important because the more ratings and reviews we get, the more visibility of the show, the more people actually see it when they're searching through iTunes and stuff like that. So just want to spread the message of the work that we're doing. But as always, thanks for being here. Hope you got some value out of today's episode, and I'll see you soon on next week's show. Take care.